0: Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart.
2: Mm. Herbal tea coming.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's Jordan Morris's close personal friend. And, Mm. apparently, uh, part of his uh, quarantine, Mm -hmm. Herbal Mm. T. Kalman.
2: Yeah, we're just up here, quarantining in Big Sur, and (laughs) it's just so yummy. (laughs) The sound of the breakers, Mm. huh? Yes. We have a lot of exciting projects going on. We're just using this time to, you know, work on ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) excuse me, to work on ourselves and, you know, just get in touch with our spirits and our
1: creativity and, mmm, it's just all so yummy. Can I ask you a question, herbal tea, Coleman? Mmm, I wish you would. Have you, have you taken this time to make any mandalas? Well, it's funny you should mention making because,
2: um, my lovers and I have been embarking on a very exciting project. We've, Teamed up with Target. Are you familiar with Target? I call it Target, but yes. Mmm, that's fun. (laughs) Yummy. So what uh, what I've proposed to Target is we've put together a sign for the kitchen, something you can look at at the start of your day to just remind you what's important while you're sipping your coffee or... Chai. You can just, you know, look at this wooden sign and just remember how simply you can make yourself happy. Do you want to hear
1: what's on our wooden sign? I, w- I would love to hear that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could love to use some simple wisdom.
2: <clears throat> yes, it just reminds you to live, laugh, love, wish, dream, uh-huh. play. Uh-huh kiss uh-huh sing sure foist uh-huh raise play uh-huh. uh-huh. run uh-huh wash right flick uh-huh. jump right strike of course fall uh-huh chop yeah trot yes dance sure destroy
1: <laughs> okay it was quite the quite the easy reader journey you took us on.
2: Mm, I just think just starting your day like that is so yummy. Mm. <laughs> mm,
1: yummy. I do love to start my day with a verb.
2: Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go lead a Kegels workshop.
1: <laughs> Good.
2: Mm. Hey guys, it's uh, it's me. <laughs> what I miss. <laughs> A long list of one-syllable verbs. Oh, fun! Yeah, guys making a sign in here. <laughs> it's kind of long. I don't know if uh, I was your listening. Kitchen wall will have room for it, but
1: I mean that's not my department. You know, I was listening to that list of verbs, and I thought this highly mm-hmm. crafted list of verbs can only have been written by a professional television writer film no, and television was, uh, writer. And then it turned <laughs> out it sure. was just herbal tea Coleman wrote the whole thing. Herbal tea Coleman. Yeah. yeah. Thought no one could know projects. this many verbs. A lot of fun projects. Yeah. Should we introduce our guest, Jordan? I would love to. Our guest is one of the favorites here on Jordan Jesse Goh. He's a writer on television, uh, including the television program Blackish, which you may have heard of. Our old friend... Mr. Nick Adams. Hi, Nick.
3: Repeating the house. Hold on. Let me let me put down my newspaper. Let me let me just close the door to my office. And oh, what's that? What's that, uh, Sugarfoot? My horse is in here. Hold on. Let me lead him out. Okay. All right. I'm I'm ready.
2: Bye, Sugarfoot. I love you. Good night, Sugarfoot. <laughs> Whoa. Wow, we're really going on an audio journey today. <laughs> it's
3: foli. It's I majored in foley at uh, yes, the University of North Carolina Asheville
1: when I was an undergrad. Later well, on, I'll be talking our <laughs> listeners to sleep by describing a journey on the Orient Express.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> Nick, how was the foley program there? Are they like known intense, for their super intense? Foley? Yeah, super
3: intense. It's like it goes cheerleading, foley, and then. Uh,
1: Lacrosse, those are the three intense programs. Wow. In my, yeah, it's really it's yeah. all over the place. <laughs> okay. Um, before we get too far into our Foley work, I want to mention mm-hmm. that this is the first Jordan Jesse go of the 2020 Max Fun Drive. We're very yes. excited to have everybody on board for this. Uh, Max Fun, of course, if anybody doesn't know, is artist owned and audience supported. So, Our bills are paid by you, the members of Maximum Fun. Uh, That's why we can do this show. That's why we've been been able to do this show for over 7,000 years.
2: So if you want this show to keep going until... The uh, sun explodes and (laughs) life on earth is impossible. Go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Um, Yeah, we really appreciate it. People, People going over there and kicking in a few bucks. And uh, getting some cool stuff in the process. I don't know if uh, if this if you have not donated in the Max Fund Drive yet. Um, there's a bunch of cool stuff you can get if you go to maximumfund.org/slash/join, uh, and it uh, totally makes sure that this show and all the shows on Max Fund keep coming
1: to you. Did you like that number that I chose for how long we've been doing Jordan Jesse? Go seven thousand years. What I kind of wanted was to not to suggest that we did the show with or for dinosaurs (laughs) but Mm -hmm. to suggest that maybe at some point one of those giant sloths turned tuned in
3: (laughs) also (laughs) right you can't just say dinosaurs jesse like what period are we talking about are we talking about you know a mesozoic
1: guess what was that early 90s on abc
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's the dinosaurs (laughs) you're talking about right okay
1: (laughs) yeah not the mama
3: (laughs)
2: Hey, everybody, we know that show had a dark ending. You could stop bringing that up. <laughs> I believe it was ahead yes. of its time.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Dinosaurs had a dark ending. We know. It, was, it, it was the first show ever to rip off The Simpsons using dinosaur puppets. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yes. It was a good show. I don't yeah. have a problem with that show.
2: <laughs> it wasn't Yeah, I, I have some fun memories of Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, the show could have, you know what it could have benefited from? Hmm.
3: Uh, a pop or a quibby. Or a, perhaps oh, a peacock, yeah. mayhap.
2: Yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, but I mean, let's get this. Hey, you know, like obviously, like we want people to support the Max fun Drive, and we want that to be like the messaging. But if I would say that this episode has a sub message, it is um, it's get this hashtag trending hashtag Quibi Bring Back Dinosaurs, <laughs> not the Mama. <laughs> So I think adding not the mom. I don't think we're suggesting that Quibi maybe invest in some Jurassic Park like technology to bring back dinosaurs. Um, right. Although I think Katzenberg's got the money. Don't you? Don't
3: want to tell Katzenberg bring back dinosaurs because he's an old guy and he's incredibly wealthy. He will start work in earnest on a Jurassic Park scenario, and yeah. it will be up and running within a decade. We don't want to drop that challenge on. Katzenberg. Yeah. And if you
2: think you know, and if you think a great guy like john hammond fucked up jurassic park think what (laughs) katzenberg's gonna do he's gonna he's gonna cut all kinds of corners Mm -hmm. uh he's just he's you know he's gonna make sure that you can only experience jurassic park on your phone yeah
3: hemsworth murders a dinosaur in like 10 minute increments
1: (laughs) yeah i support your whole thing with bringing back (laughs) dinosaurs on quibi i get it thank you right
3: right small dinosaurs Um, small bites small dinosaurs yeah, a, a Compsognathus.
1: <laughs> For me, on my social media, I'm going to continue to focus on hashtag I'mdTV. Bring back Herman's head.
2: <laughs> you know, another honorable <laughs> cause. Yeah, I I, stu- yeah. I stumbled onto a
3: fucking treasure trove a few weeks ago, and it's some genius, some amazing human being has catalog- cataloged. Every year, I believe starting in like 78, going through the 80s, all of the trailers for the
2: new fall shows. Wow. <laughs> so like getting people pumped for Veronica's Closet? Yes. Herman's Head, wow. Veronica's
3: Closet. And there's a period of time clearly where uh, Saturday Night Fever had just you know, come out and smash it. Uh-huh. So there's like three sitcoms based in New Jersey <laughs> with like wow. young guys with great hair. Adrian Samed is in
2: one. <laughs> I mean, I think we're all, you know, doing some kind of strange quarantine. Oh, yes. But this yes. is
3: probably the
2: strangest I've heard. It's amazing. I'll it's... be perfectly honest with you.
3: At some point, and I'm going to say this only because this is the only format where this, this anecdote can live. There is a there's a show that is based in Queens. The title is Queens. Uh, the, the the opening of the show is just like New York City, the freeway. You're going over the bridge. You see Queens. And then they hard cut to Park La Brea.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> as, as if they're uh, in Queens now. You know, like Park La Brea is supposed to be Queens. <laughs> Park La Brea being a kind of... Semi. Well, I was gonna say semi. I'll say an actually kind of sad uh, <laughs> g- apartment mega complex, massive apartment LA.
3: complex in mid city, built post World War II. You know, to house the influx of human beings coming into the city. Uh, but yeah, that, this is the only place where that anecdote can live. So,
2: I. Uh, Speaking of local geography that you know too much about when it appears on TV, um, there was a, like in 90s TV, like this, I I saw this exterior shot in both uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel mm-hmm. when they have to be in a fancy restaurant. They cut to a very particular building with like a nice exterior. And I remember actually seeing that building in LA and I'm like, fuck, that's a Marie Callender's. <laughs> But in the 90s, though, in the 90s, a Marie Calendars. I, oh. I was like, were those characters all actually at Marie Calendars? <laughs> is that the premise of the show is that they get dressed up and go to Marie Calendars? Orianis was hand to
3: mouth before that show took off. So Marie Calendars, <laughs> you know what?
1: That's true. He was playing David Boreanis on that show,
2: too. Struggling you know, actor Dave,
1: with fluctuating weight, David Boreanis. LA in LA in the eighties, Jordan, was all about spago, but in the nineties, Marie Callender ruled the roost. Oh
2: yes, yes. yes. Chicken pot pie and regular pie? I don't mind if I do.
3: One of my favorite stand-up gigs is like there's a there's a weekend room close to LA, and it is uh, it was. I don't know if it's still there, but it was a Marie Calendar's across the street from Magic Mountain, <laughs> which on yes. F- wow Friday and Saturday night was like a happening comedy club, and it was a pretty good venue. You got paid and you got pie.
2: <laughs> Whoa. Okay, so Nick, when you were getting what 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 what's your pie from Marie Calendar's I don't, when you're getting your free slice? Wh- where are you going? I don't know what the
3: fruit. Uh, situation is like for all these places you know what i mean we've seen sure today the squirrel news hit the los angeles internet so we don't know what the yes. preservative situation is like
2: <laughs> we had an art there's an there's at the time of this recording there is an artisanal jam scandal rocking la twitter just destroy Ryan Gosling's favorite jam was tainted it is
3: ripping the fabric of Los Angeles apart right now yeah as we know it.
2: this is going to this is going to turn the city into a warrior scenario I just fucking know it there's gonna be baseball guys hitting guys and yeah. Native American vests it's gonna be awful if you're in Atwater Village stay over there don't try to make
3: it across the five tonight. It's don't, don't don't do it. No, uh,
1: <laughs> you already have all the cassette tape stores you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have the craft beer and everything. You just state Go to you know,
2: go to Costco. Don't go west of La Brea. Can you dig it?
1: That's from the Warriors. I really did. I, I wanted to buy an album once like two years ago, and there's a record store in Atwater Village that I just looked up on Yelp, and it had good reviews. I went to it to buy this album that I wanted to buy, and when I got there, I learned it was a cassettes-only record oh, store. Oh,
2: come on, man. <laughs> come on. But they also, actually so I think we actually found out, too, today, those cassettes are tainted. <laughs> yes,
3: they have mold. Yeah.
2: yeah. Moldy
1: cassettes.
3: I'm so old and so post-hipster That I saw someone in Hollywood and opened up a record store, you know, like uh, a couple of years ago. And I was like, hey, man, just close down. Don't do that. Don't, you know, like, I get what you're trying. I was so past the nostalgia and the, like, romance of it. I was like, this is a bad idea. This is a bad business idea. This is not going to make it. And I'm concerned about your well-being. Just shut it down now. I can find these blues albums online. We don't need this.
2: Just move back home so this can become a pay less. Yes right now something people need uh, Nick I wanted to ask I think the last time you were on the show you talked about you you and your son playing a lot of Pokemon Go mm-hmm. I wanted to ask what the what the state of Pokemon Go is in the current climate and if it's something that you and your son are still doing
3: It's a lot of like people I feel like walking around they're like block really briskly hoping that like the Pokemon would just come to them instead of walking all over the city. Um, But no, but at a certain point they did expand the range of the Pokestop so that you can like interact Mm. with a Pokestop without getting super close to it. Also, (laughs) my son and I have taken to doing something which there's a great video online if you want to see the world's best Pokemon player. He's a guy that lives in like Taiwan and drives around with eight
2: put phones, you know, at a time. and Oh, it's a- I have seen this video. It is absolutely amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, so I guess there's something in Pokemon Go that, like, tracks your speed, right? So this guy is... Yes, he can't be driving. So he, like, cruises
3: really slow. And then, like, you start a battle, then you can drive off, and it will allow you to keep the battle. So my son and I have, I will confess, done some driving Pokemon. Like, well, I'll just mm. go... To where the gym is, and park outside in the car, and we play Pokemon on our phone and tablets, and then we drive to the next place. That's
2: that's pretty much the extent of it. That's uh, that sounds really beautiful. I wish my dad um, had done that with me, even though Pokemon wasn't um, invented yet. But um, he should have uh, he should have done something about it. I don't know. I don't know exactly how he would have uh, figured that out. But um, it was his duty as a father, and he failed. He did. <laughs> He failed me.
1: (laughs) There's been a real Poke revival here in my house. Uh, Oh, yeah? It's been precipitated primarily by Pokemon cards, which no one in my house knows how to play.
3: (laughs) I'm convinced nobody knows how to do that in the world.
1: I, like, my six-year-old and eight-year-old and three-year-old will talk to each other about Pokemon cards for half an hour comparing different numbers on it that they do not know what those numbers mean, nope. 100%. And I'm like, <laughs> I could probably figure out, based on my memories of seventh grade, how to play Magic the Gathering. But I have nothing to offer. I am five years too old to know how to play Pokemon cards. Right. And no one else seems to know. But no, I, you- I I, did... The other day, just things were real rough in my house. And, I, and my kids, all they wanted was Pokemon cards. And I'm like, I am not going to make a trip to Target to buy Pokemon cards, exclusively Pokemon cards. That is not an essential trip. That is the very definition of not an essential trip. So I thought about it. And I'm like, you know what? I have a small but loyal army of dorks. <laughs> I will call upon them, and they are all, like, there is, a, there is a cross-section of them that are too old to want their Pokemon cards, but young enough that they have Pokemon, Pokemon sure, cards. Sure, sure. I went on Twitter. Within moments, I said, look, <laughs> I'll trade, if anybody has unwanted Pokemon cards, preferably ones that don't have any value, uh, I will trade some stuff from the closet at the office where we keep leftover stuff you know, like T-shirts that we have four left of and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. uh, Four Pokemon, unwanted Pokemon cards. Within moments, a guy who lived literally three minutes drive from my house volunteered. And I'm like, (laughs) this is it. And I went and picked up these Pokemon cards from him like full-on drug deal style. (laughs) Like 100% like on his stoop, look around for cops, Palm to palm. Right. He had them. He had them rolled up in a newspaper. <laughs> yeah, we're like covered in. You know, we we're all like wrapped up in our uh, wrapped up in our masks and whatnot, uh, making this clandestine transfer of Pokemon cards. Were you worried that it was a sting? It very well may have been a sting. I was looking. I was out there looking for clam type Pokemon. Right. Uh, I was looking for Bulbasaur, mm-hmm. Charizard.
2: Uh, how? How did the kids react to this guy's stash? Were the was there good shit in it? It doesn't matter. Was it the, pr- was, it the, what... was, it the pr- was it the primo shit, Jesse? Mm-hmm. Was it the was the, it the sticky icky? The Colombian gold. The thing is. <laughs> is my children, the old Colombian squirtle <laughs> my children Which is, uh, something the wife only does on my
1: birthday. have not interacted with their peers in six months, so they don't know what is a good Pokemon card. If it's got a Pokemon on it, it's good, you know mm-hmm.
3: It's the perfect thing to give away something like that too, because you like I want to I'll keep this until I die. I won't give it away. Like I'm not just going to throw it away. But then this one individual on the internet says, oh, my kids want Pokemon cards. And you just like immediately can't wait to throw them out the window fast enough.
1: <laughs> That's, I literally had a conversation <laughs> with a guy. I'm, I, You know, this, this is like a, you know, a 26 year old guy or something, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, a grown man, but the kind of grown man whose uh, mom puts things in his luggage when he goes home to visit. Uh, and he said he was home. His mom said, do you want me to throw these away? And he said, no, of course not. And that it had been eight months and he had not thought of anything that he wanted to do with them since then. Right, and had not looked at them once and he was just super pumped to let them out of his house, uh, but not have thrown them away.
3: I think I was in my 30s when my mother told me that she had throwing away all my comic books yeah like and similarly they were in i think they were somewhere at my aunt's house and then like and i was like wait a minute it what do you mean you've thrown them away you you didn't check with me before this happened (laughs) you know i had lived in home at home for over a decade by that point and i still in my mind assumed that they were safe and sound to be handed (laughs) down to the right person
2: do you know what was in there Nick? What comics got thrown out? Is there a couple of issues or something that you you know were in there?
3: I had some pretty early X-Men that I had gotten and then I was like pretty early on until like New Mutants. Like so I had like the first Oh sure. I had all the early New Mutants in there and like a, f- a few other that I, you know, used to be able to go into the catalog and see how much they were worth if you wanted to sell them. So I
2: had right. a I wizard. Had a, <laughs> wizard.
3: I had a few that were worth like a couple of bucks, which you know when I bought them they were like eighty-five cents or whatever. So I had a few that were worth a few dollars, but d- you know definitely more sentimental. Um, but yeah, it's it's so funny because I'll go to a restaurant and the waiter. We used to go to a restaurant in the old days. And the waiter would walk up and see my son playing with Pokemon or Beyblade, and this 24, 25, 26-year-old guy would just immediately be like, oh my god, I haven't seen one of those since I was 12, and just (laughs) launch into this in-depth, passionate conversation with my child. You know, Uh, know,
2: they're weak to ghost types. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Bring my mozzarella sticks,
1: asshole. (laughs) I had that experience within my office, and I'm talking about my virtual office here. I don't want anyone to be worried. But within my office, I have a colleague named Jesus, and Chewy works on Bullseye. He's a sophisticated NPR producer. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to lie to you. His desk is covered in Pokemons. Hmm. And he, he DM'd me. He said, I think I, I think I probably have some Pokemon cards for your kids. I'm like, yeah, no shit. That's like all your <laughs> possessions. All your possessions in the world is Pokemon cards. I've seen your desk. But what happened is, so we really only have one employee who's going into the office, uh, our office manager. She just goes in and, you know, she works there and hangs out and makes sure everything's okay. Dances around and griefs, got it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, if she's not, she's missing out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're
2: come on. If you're, Listen, if you're the one person going into the office, do a risky business. You got to. Yeah. Do a risky <laughs> business. If so, you're out there and you're the only person going into your office, do a risky business. <laughs> So I said, to, I "Sorry said, if I sound mad, but if you're not doing a risky business, you're fucking up."
1: <laughs> so I said to Chewie, "I said, like, look, I'm I'm your boss, and I don't want to ask you for anything, but if there really is, if you really don't want any of the Pokemons, I'll I will be glad to accept them because my kids will really like them, and you know, uh, uh, KT, our office manager, she had to bring something by my house anyway, so I was like, she's she's dropping some stuff off in my mailbox." Uh, so you can just tell her. And he's like, great, I'll call KT because there's definitely some stuff I want to keep. So I know (laughs) that the two of them spent 45 minutes on the phone Mm -hmm. going through every Pokemon on Chewie's desk, identifying which were keeper Pokemon Mm -hmm. and which were garbage Pokemons. I ended up with a copy of Game Informer magazine, two Pokemon figurines like a truly miscellaneous selection of Pokemon items. And I'm so grateful for them. I want to make that so clear.
3: Every time you say put the S at the end of Pokemons, I just think back to the early, to the 80s, when people used to say the AIDS. (laughs) <laughs>
2: my, uh, yeah. I mean, I think the uh, yeah, like a a uh, a not in the know parent would also talk about Nintendos. Do you want to go play Nintendos? Yeah. Oh, and Matthew Dudley's mom called it Nintendo.
0: <laughs> oh my God,
2: she was a Connie was a sweet sweet lady. Connie was very sweet and called it Nintendo. Come on, Connie Dubs. Oh, Come on, yeah. Mom. what
3: are
0: you
2: doing? I think the yeah, I think this points to like one of the great lies that our generation was told. Uh, the lie being your cards and comics will be worth something <laughs> at some point. If you spend more money on products
3: to keep them in pristine condition, than they're actually worth to begin with. Yes, they will right. be worth
2: something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh yeah, sure. We were all gonna go to college on that death of Superman
1: <laughs> issue. I don't even know Superman could die.
2: I'm almost old enough,
3: though, that I remember thinking, this is the first issue of a new comic book. If this is successful, I I would be an idiot to not hold on to it. You know, uh, Power Pack. Does anyone remember Power Pack? (laughs) Sure, yeah. (laughs) I had the first issue of Power Pack. I knew it was going to be worth a mint. I thought it was going to be like the next Spider-Man.
1: Who knew now, today, Power Pack? is the governor of Minnesota.
3: (laughs) You're thinking of uh, Jesse the Body Ventura.
1: (laughs) Okay, thank you.
3: Let's check eBay. It looks like Power Pack is
2: worth $8 million. Okay, great. Wow, yeah. (laughs)
3: Congratulations,
2: Congratulations, bud. (laughs) You showed a lot of foresight getting uh, issue one of Power Pack. (laughs) I don't even know if I got the name of that stupid comic right. Uh, No, there's totally totally a Power Pack. There's Power
3: Pack? All right. Yeah. Let me see. I want to see how much Power Pack number one is worth. See how much I missed out on.
2: Yeah, I think, and I think that uh, I think that uh, the comics industry uh, caught on to that, mm-hmm. and now there's just so many number ones all the time that uh, right. it's it's basically meaningless. It,
3: it reminds me of okay. First of all, eBay Power Pack issue number one is going for a cool sixty bucks. So whoa, yeah.
2: hey, that's that's not too bad that actually. Is, I, I was uh, that's more than I thought.
3: Original purchase price was one dollar. So you do the math. I will not. Um.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, so has that Nick have they branched out because you're I feel like your kids have been playing Pokemon Go for a long time are they, are they interested in like other games has it changed or is are they still just all Pokemon It's
3: funny time? that you should mention that Jordan because my son has branched out into Pokemon Sword and Shield on the Nintendo oh, Switch
2: Oh <laughs> well
3: he's 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 a, real, he's a real renaissance man then yeah. yeah it's it is the number of times where my wife and I are in a, in a room Engaged in a completely separate activity, and my son walks in, talks to us for about five minutes nonstop about some Pokemon, either cards, the Switch, the Pokemon Go. Just talks to us for five minutes nonstop, and then turns around and walks out of the room without us even. <laughs> commenting. You don't even have to say anything. You just need. He needs a sounding board. He just needs yeah. like a Pokemon sounding board.
2: It just needs to. Yeah, just needs to say it out yeah, loud. Yeah, yeah. That's basically what it is adults will often introduce me to their kids as a grown-up who knows a lot about video games. Um, And I'm happy to be that guy. Uh, And I'm happy, you know, and I love talking, talking to kids, and it worked out really well for me once. I met a kid who was into Smash Brothers. We got to talk about Smash Brothers. I was a fucking golden god for the afternoon. But more often than not, when an adult introduces me as an adult... Who knows about video games, it is always just like uh I I this is this is gonna be the old manest thing I've ever said, but it's always like something like Fortnite that I don't know jack shit yeah, about. Yeah. And then the kid like looks at their parents like they were lying. They're like, <laughs> You said this guy knew about video games. And mm-hmm. like this one time a, a kid sat me down and and handed me the Fortnites. Right. I, I had he handed me his Fortnites mm-hmm. on his Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And uh and I just I died immediately, yeah. and the kid got so mad yeah. at me and just yanked the controller back <laughs> and like looked this like what the fuck he said. This guy knew about video games. It's like they thought they were tricked.
3: For, Fortnite <laughs> for me is like the dividing line. Like I like I I was like oh this is the game that everyone's talking about. Same thing. I downloaded. I played it. So much lead up. You got to drop in the timer, and then like I was running around and doing stuff, and I got sniped like eight seconds in. And I
2: was like, I'm never playing this fucking game again. Yeah, just, i just know,
3: never playing it again.
2: Yeah, it is a feeling like the world has left me behind. Yes, yes. I am obsolete. Yes. I am going to die. I am just decaying meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. The kids I- aren't impressed that I know all of Fulgore's ultra combos for Killer Instinct. Oh, my God. <laughs> Killer Instinct. Fucking little bastards. I wouldn't know a good game if it bit him in the
1: face. Do you ever feel like... Some of these kids don't even know what characters were added to the Tournament Edition.
2: Yeah. It's, well, are you talking about Killer Instinct Gold on the Nintendo 64? Is that the one you're talking about? Sure. Okay.
1: <laughs> Why not?
2: <laughs> yeah, little motherfuckers.
1: They
3: don't appreciate the fact that Nas is on the Street Fighter soundtrack. They don't know. <laughs> it is. They don't know that.
1: I've just been playing, as Jordan knows, you you may know this as well, Nick. I, I really don't believe in any video games that don't involve agricultural products. And so I've been playing this Zelda from four years ago or six years ago uh, that Jordan gave me. Jordan gave me his Nintendo Wii U. Uh oh, that's not that old. That's a, that's a two-year-old Zelda game. There you go. I, I've been playing this Zelda and... uh. God, do I love to wander around aimlessly in a video game! Oh, what a delight! Oh
2: yeah, that is a. I do not like video game wandering, but the wandering in that is is fucking great. It's uh, great. I mean,
3: I'm a, I'm cursed because I'm of
2: a certain age
3: and demographic where if I play a game for more than a few minutes and I don't get to shoot someone in the head, I'm just like <laughs> ap- apoplectic and like, why am I even here? I'm a complete. I'm a socialist. I like. I am a pac- <laughs> I'm a pacifist in my normal life. In my video game life, I am a bloodthirsty maniac. Anything like yeah. that? Wandering. I played Animal Crossing for a while, and I was just like, I need to murder somebody. Or well, what am I doing in this game? It's not the same.
1: Oh, what I like about that. What I like about playing this Zelda is, oh, you got to have special boots. Oh, oh, I love it.
2: Yeah, you got to get Zora's flippers.
1: Oh, gotta (laughs) make some make some arrows. Oh, Oh, Yeah, the cooking in Zelda is really fun.
0: Uh, Yeah, it has. The Zelda
2: game has stuff that I generally do not like in video games. That is just like so well done and fun. Yeah, the cooking, the little meals is great. Mm -hmm.
1: Love to saute some fruit. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm. Oh. Um, you
3: gotta
2: you gotta take care of your cuticles
3: in zelda you gotta like <laughs> <push your cuticles laughs> are, like
2: <laughs> right you go to you go to therapy because that's work too mm-hmm. that's work yeah. too mm-hmm. it's a different kind mm-hmm. of work the mm-hmm. second and fourth thursdays are just for you They're just for you <laughs> <laughs> yes and, doc- well, and dr sarah howard yeah. sure yeah. Yeah. um yeah uh yeah i mean blink's seen some shit though
1: yeah that's true and you see it in flashback form Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got to work that out. You got to work Gosh. that out in some talk therapy. You wouldn't believe the number of beasts that I control now, Jordan.
2: Oh, yeah? What do you... Um, what, oh, right. The... uh Yes, sure. I'm trying to remember
1: the What stuff are they called? Immortal beasts?
2: Yeah. Those Zelda things.
1: beasts. I'm, I'm, I'm Googling divine beasts. That's divine what Divine beasts. Them. Oh, I yeah. got myself a camel. <laughs> Uh, Like a giant robo-camel made out of... That's great. Oh, God, I got a uh, bird. Mm -hmm. God, this bird man who went with me to catch the bird. God, what an asshole this bird man was. I was like, I'm off your team, bird man. Quit sassafrasing me. Mm -hmm. Your your dialogue is awkwardly translated.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You loved Prince Sidon, though, right? Yeah. Don't tell me you didn't like Prince Sidon.
1: Yeah, I like Prince Sidon. The
2: greatest character in fiction? Are you guys old enough to remember
3: when, like, the video games were all... Like, all the best games were made in Japan. And then, you know, they just like, okay, we just got to translate it. We just got to, you know, just swap it over to English. But they clearly didn't give any thought into, like, the cadence... And, right. you know, the meaning of the <laughs> words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you just get every single line of dialogue. is like just breathlessly. The character's like saying it as if he just ran a marathon. He just has to hurry. He's like getting paid by the minute. Like you just can't <laughs> wait to rattle them off fast enough with no sense of like acting or voice you know voice acting at all it's just like they found a japanese person who knows some english now just like
0: rattle this off
1: i mean it that is really not that far off from this zelda game which is perfect (laughs) in every way like maybe the best video game i've ever played in my life and i'm truly like you guys spent a hundred million dollars or something Thousands Making of this worked video on it game. Three hundred million dollars. Like <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't get you couldn't find a hundred grand to get Tony Kushner in for the day. <laughs> just, a I mean? <laughs> just a punch up. Just a punch yeah. up. Just a punch up. Just a quick polish.
2: Yeah. yeah. Sure. Get Diablo Cody in there. <laughs> yeah. Should put a few zingers in.
1: Meanwhile there's
3: 17 guys who worked on like the feather in his hat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They actually hired Diablo Cody to work on the Feather in the It's <laughs> like yeah, she, so she's them. never even
2: done any computer stuff before. She's a writer, <laughs> not a Japanese game. But I got to help punch up a Crash Bandicoot game recently. Nice, yeah, yeah. It was fun as shit. Oh, I bet it was. New Crash Bandicoot game's gonna be good. Anyway, yeah. I just I don't I don't think I have a, an NDA prevents me from talking about it anymore, <laughs> but. I just wanted to say that I did it, and it was fun. Uh, oh, are we man. talking about barrels, crates? What is he smashing? What is he smashing? I, I think I can say, oh, boy, I don't know what I can. Okay, <laughs> I can say that, yes, this Crash Bandicoot game does include crate smashing. Crate smashing. okay. <laughs> I know. People are going to be going crazy on the forums. I don't know if they've announced that yet. Maybe they were waiting for GamesCon. I don't know. But, yes, you heard it here first. The Crash Bandicoot game, like every single other Crash Bandicoot game, will have crate smashing in it.
3: <laughs> there's, there's also a level of nostalgia now, which you're like, this, you're not nostalgic for anything that was good. You're just nostalgic for the shit when you were kids. Like, my son likes to watch the, like, 90s Sonic the Hedgehog and Mario TV show, which are Whoa. awful. Yeah, They're sure. not good. And I'm like, what? The
2: only well, there reason are, there were different Sonic is- shows with different
3: realities, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, like, a whole, like, timeline that they don't honor- but But I'm like, you're not nostalgic for this. You're just a child. You shouldn't be watching this. This (laughs) this is just objectively bad TV. You shouldn't watch this.
2: Yeah. Don't children realize that children's TV got good eventually? (laughs) Yeah.
3: Nobody's watching like Street Sharks or like, what was the other
2: (laughs) time? All those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle riposte. Brave Star. Biker Mice from Mars. (laughs) Yeah. The, like, yeah, can we anthropomorphize an animal and put a bunch of
3: crazy words in front of it?
1: Give it sass.
3: No one remembers this one, but they did um, Street Frogs, which was just, like, (laughs) hip-hop rapping frogs. Oh,
2: boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. Do you remember what their names were? Were they, like, frog puns on rappers? No, I only remember the theme
3: song because it was, like, bad... um, you know, like that Fruity Pebbles commercial from the nineties. It was just like oh, really yes. bad rap and it, it was just, but it was like, clearly they're like, what's close to turtles, Stro- frogs. Right. They can't do martial arts. Maybe they <laughs> break dance. <laughs> right. It's amazing. It was amazing.
1: Uh, guys, I'm sorry. I haven't been talking much. I've been on Twitter trying to get uh hashtag acorn TV, bring back <laughs> gex with Dana Gould. <laughs> <Trending>. <laughs>
2: Uh, I actually talked with the people who made Crash Bandicoot a little bit about Gex. There's a lot of warm feelings about Gex in the uh, in the game development community, and uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's right for a reboot.
1: Gex, reboot. Enter the Gecko, 1998.
2: So what are what is what are our assignments for Queeby? Bring back dinosaurs, not <laughs> yes. the mama. Yeah, <laughs> yes. can
1: Queeby help us with Gex somehow? <laughs> no, I'm relying on Acorn TV. I think they're running out. Oh of, sure, yeah. They're running out of episodes of Detectorists mm-hmm. and other prestige, <laughs> British prestige shows. So,
2: yeah, I think the it's the time mm-hmm. is right for them to make a Gex game. Mm-hmm. Power Rapper the Rapper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's so much, so much to bring
3: back. It's a lot of content. Maybe. Oh, that's it. That's it. A new network to, to rival the Quibbies and the Pops and the Peacocks of the world. Right. All video game adaptations.
2: Oh shit!
3: That's all we do. That's all we do.
2: Sure, right. No, no, no game too obscure. Nope. <laughs> Blaster Master, Battle yep.
1: Toads, mm-hmm. Vector Man. <laughs> How long should I list things for? <laughs> Sword of Vermillion, Pong Combat.
2: Yes. I <laughs> uh, you know what? How about a Battle chess show? You'd be the uh, the pitch is it's Game yeah. of Thrones, Game uh-huh. of Thrones, High. High, uh, high
1: fantasy battle chess show.
3: They show poker on TV.
1: <laughs> to be fair, Nick, isn't that what you bring into the pitch room every time you pitch a TV show?
3: <laughs> Look, first of all, first of all, they show poker on TV. Okay? So this is, that's the baseline. Let's establish that. <laughs> that's not bad. I grew up, I, I was born and raised in North Carolina, and I have many a fond memory of watching Putt Putt. On television, dear God, what? Like With like a wind, like with windmills and bridges and stuff. Notice I didn't say miniature golf. I said right, putt putt. The brand name, putt putt. Competition on television. Oh my Gosh, were there guys who like? It was a fully, it was a fully produced sports broadcast in every way,
2: <laughs> and it was just at like a fun center that also had a like hot dog stand and an arcade.
3: I don't know if we would say at a fun center, you know, but like the premium fun center in a Charlotte right.
2: or like a Greensboro yeah, or the, yeah. Raleigh, Durham, <laughs> Chapel Hill, of course. Finally, we're getting away from the L.A. local stuff and getting into <laughs> the North yes. Carolina yes. putt-putt stuff. The late 80s,
3: early 90s regional sports stuff that everyone is dying to hear on jordan jesse go i
1: I mean the real question nick and this is the one that's been on the tip of the tongue of every jordan jesse go listener as we've been talking today is did they have pizza restaurants that had giant pipe organs in them in (laughs) north carolina
3: (laughs) they we had no no we did not have that one is that is that like a our uh, yeah we
2: were we had a very lovely conversation last week about our like childhood pizza places and uh, Jesse's was one that also included a pipe organ. And I guess it is a part of a, maybe not a chain, but it's a style of restaurant, like the pizza and pipe organ <laughs> thing. Like,
0: no, it's I not. guess I think yeah. so. It
2: felt like people on Twitter were like, I've been to that place. And it was like in no. Oregon.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Like, one place, though, like the same place. So there still is one. So the one that I went to, and I went to one time for Tony McCauley's probably tenth birthday party, uh, was it pizza? It was called Pizza and Pipes, and it was in like Burlingame. It was in the, it was in the, uh, it was in the peninsula south of San Francisco, and uh, San Bruno maybe. And uh, that one is no longer extant, but there is one called Pizza and Pipes in Sacramento, California. Uh Uh, Which is, you know, a solid two hours drive away. And then Mm -hmm. there are other pipe organ pizza restaurants that people brought up in our Reddit. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) One of them involved a pipe organ that also played other instruments that were like around the restaurant, like drums and stuff.
2: What? Yeah, I, I, yeah, maybe it was a... Th- you know, it's, it's like how you, thing. like, like there would be something that was clearly a knockoff Chuck E. Cheese.
3: Yeah, right, right. We didn't have Chuck E. Cheese. We had Showbiz pizza, but it was the same thing.
2: Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, maybe it was just a general concept that someone decided mm. to steal. Yeah, just, you know, what people want when they have a slice. Just ridiculous... Yeah. Uh, circus music <laughs> yeah i know you're like yeah when you're eating your pizza you want the feeling of going slowly insane yeah
3: <laughs> can you at least play the doors or something so
2: i don't hate my life right now? <laughs>
1: Uh we'll be back in just a second on jordan jesse go
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's jordan jesse go i'm jesse thorne america's radio sweetheart jordan morris boy detective nick repeat adams in the break jordan gave me some invaluable zelda advice which is Got to do that Terrytown side quest. Do
2: the Terry. Listen, if anybody else is listening and you're wondering whether to do the Terrytown side quest, if it looks like it has too much, you know, boring, busy work, and you wonder if it's worth it, I'll just say, it's worth it. Do the Terry. Right. I'm not. I a- listen. I'm not a hundred percenter. I don't need to do every side quest. I like to do the main game and then put it away,
1: move on to the next game. But oof, this Terrytown side quest. Is it going to help me figure out what I need to do with all these ancient gears?
2: <laughs> no, it's just one of those video game resources that you collect a lot of and then the game ends and you're like, why did I have so many of those? Just make a bunch of <laughs> like uh, legendary arrows and shoot them at shit because it's fun.
3: Whoever the godfather is of video games, he definitely was like a small child with a tiny backpack who didn't have enough like room for his school supplies and shit. And he was just like,
2: yeah. you know what? <laughs> when I grow up... <laughs> And then I'm gonna graduate high school with 400 erasers. Yeah. Why
3: don't you get rid of some of these ara- Hey, Hideo, you don't need all these. Ra- you don't know. You don't know.
1: <laughs> okay, it's Max Fun Drive time. Um, we have been we we went on uh, uh, we went on Twitter the, our our pals at uh, in the Max Fun office or in the virtual Max Fun office asked what Max Fun could do for listeners right now. What how what we could do to support listeners right now. And the replies we got were so heartwarming and comforting and really made me feel like there's a reason that I exist on earth. Um I mean I'm I'm literally I'm literally picking one at random here. But Hannah from Blue Hill, Maine said, keep making wonderful, comforting, uplifting content as you always do. Um Benny in Frankfurt, Michigan said, keep being the amazing producers of content that you are. Like, for, for me, being in an extraordinarily tough time right now for everyone and certainly... For me, for me personally, and my family, I know that I have relied on Max Fun shows for comfort. Um, I've relied on Max Fun shows for laughs and friendship uh, that wasn't available to me otherwise in in really tough times. Like I've been, I, you know, I, I'll just I, I've been going back and listening to old Flophouse episodes and. Every week, plugging into my stop podcasting yourself and my Heat Rocks is so important to me. All all these shows and maximum fun that that are great comfort and and it is my hope that the work that we do on Jordan Jesse go as stupid as it is has that kind of feeling for you that it, that it gives you something like that.
2: Yeah, uh, I also in uh, in 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 the times we are in now definitely like love it when my favorite podcast gets uh you know gets plunked into my feed there and like um and i was also just thinking the other day about how some of my favorite podcasts like just go away you know how podcasts just stop because of the if they become a burden on the hosts and producers um and yeah and how and i was thinking how cool it is that like you know this is how Max Fun makes its money. And as long as people are like, Hey, this is cool. I'm going to kick in a couple of bucks every week for this thing that I like that these shows can continue. And there's not, you know, an interruption in the shows. They, you know, I because like, man, I, I sure rely on those couple shows to come in when they're supposed to come in. And they're so important for like my week and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I, I really love it that this is the way that Max Fun does business because it means that you know if a sponsor bows out or you know the world economy collapses or something <laughs> like that uh, just to think of a random example um you know the shows can keep coming like it's not you know it's not some giant company deciding you know can the show continue or can the show not continue it's the listeners it's them saying yeah we like this here's a couple of bucks give me some free stuff and make sure the show keeps coming. It's 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 really awesome and it's the reason that this show exists, is the reason that this show exists uh has existed for as long as it has and um yeah, it's just I'm I'm really really thankful that people people voluntarily kick in for it. It 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 just means the world.
1: Yeah. There's a lot there's a lot of different stuff that can use your support right now, obviously. There's a lot of reasons that you might not be in a position right now to offer financial support. We understand and appreciate that entirely. Um, If you are in a position uh, to support Maximum Fun and this show and us right now, we sure appreciate it. Um, All you have to do is go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Um, There are all kinds of levels to give. Uh, Most people... Most people support us at five or ten bucks a month, um, some twenty bucks a month or or more. No matter what the level is, we're very grateful for your support, and of course, you're going to get really cool gifts if you join. Every single monthly member gets access to our treasure trove of now. I don't know thousands of hours of <laughs> Max Fun bonus content. I yeah. think we've got we've got at least 20 or 25 bonus episodes of Jordan Jesse Go at this point.
2: Yeah, th- we talked about this a little bit uh before the Max Fun drive got delayed, but we recorded um I I think we can I don't remember all our bonus episodes, but I'm going to say this is the most fun Craziest bonus episode we've ever recorded. Uh, With our buddy uh, Ben Harrison from The Greatest Generation, we did a Jordan-Jesse-Go drinking game, uh, the rules of which we did not know going into it. They were uh, crowdsourced by our listeners. And uh, we, like, did an episode of Jordan-Jesse-Go and just played along. Uh, Ben and I drank uh, warm uh, Bud Light seltzers. Uh, Jesse, you drank marijuana-infused soda, and yeah. uh it was uh very funny <laughs> very very unpleasant uh yeah and i i i am very excited for people to hear it um that's just one of the bonus episodes you get when you join and there's 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 a bunch of them but that one was particularly fun and um yeah if people want to uh play along with the drinking game um more power to you
1: We've got all kinds of sweet pins, a, a sweet pin designed by our buddy Meg Lincott for every show. You get you get one of those if you join us at the $10 a month level and you also get a beautiful letterpress Max Fun membership card. And at the $20 a month level, really cool new item, uh the Maximum Fun game pack, uh Max Fun inspired custom designed playing cards. Every face card unique with special sort of inside jokes about Maximum Fun shows on the cards. Uh, plus, six blue Maximum Fun dice in their own Maximum Fun velvety dice bag. All that and more available to you at MaximumFun.org. More than anything, though, I just want to take this opportunity to thank every single Maximum Fun member. Um, I know that as... Uh, <sighs> as you know i'll just be frank as the advertising economy has collapsed as uh media has become much much harder to make and uh and to make a make a living from as the world has gotten very scary around us max ones members have stood with us and it's the reason we're able to do this um and it's the reason that we're able to you know, we've committed to, to keeping all of our staff on for all of their hours. Um, it's the reason we've been able to do that. Like, uh, it's really a, um, it's really a blessing that, that, that you choose to support us. And I, I just want to say, I just want to say thank you.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's really awesome. Uh, you know, I think, uh, Jesse, I I was I, it was a very funny story, but I was also genuinely very touched when you talked about reaching out on Twitter asking for old Pokemon cards and uh, people left into action. I think that is because uh, you know Max Fun fans are basically the best people on the whole internet. Uh, I think about it all the time how lucky we are to do these shows for like. N- nice, <laughs> warm-hearted people who <laughs> we like and would like to hang out with, even if we, you know, uh, even if we, if there wasn't a podcast relationship involved, um, yeah, it, it, it's, you know, you don't always get to pick your fans, and it just happens that Max Fun attracts genuinely cool, sweet, warm-hearted people, and uh, who not only, you know, will meet you in a back alley to give you some uh old pokemon cards but they'll also you know go online and kick in a couple of bucks even if they don't have to
1: yeah it's maximumfun.org slash join and, and thanks everybody very 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 much um nick how are you doing you still awake i'm here mm-hmm. okay I'm just- great <laughs>
3: I'm reveling in the honesty, man. This is a it's a it's a great service that you guys provide, and it's one of the few places that you can go in the in the media that's kind of free of snark and stupid
1: irony, and it's just earnest people making good content, man. I mean, look at Nick Adams. This is our friend from when we were in college. Nick Adams and I. I think about this a lot when I think about uh, my friendship with Nick. You know, Nick and I met on a rap message board in like 2000. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> and Nick was Nick was an aspiring stand-up comic in Arizona. <laughs> that hotbed of stand-up yes. comedy. Yes. <laughs> and I was I was an aspiring public radio host in Santa Cruz. Jordan was aspiring to be anything but a public radio host in Sa- also in Santa Cruz though. And I never like the thought that um, the thought that a weird scheme like this <laughs> could actually work out that like that like Nick is Nick is writing for one of the who's been writing for one of the best and most important sitcoms on television. <laughs> Like Jordan is writing a movie that someone's paying him for, right? Right. Like, and it's because of it's because of all these people over all these years who have who have like stood behind us and and propped us up like we were crowd surfing or something. You know, it's really it's really genuinely amazing to me. And and yeah, I mean, look, my my dad died the the other day, and. The kindness that people showed me was so extraordinary. uh, Like it was almost more than I could process, you know, and, but I would never have expected anything else. I've, it, it just, we just got lucky and, and we're, we're really, we're really grateful for it. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, we also have a show that that is uh, going to be in the bonus feed that's, that's just us playing songs about Walton Goggins.
2: <laughs> yeah, check it out. We uh, recorded a special... Uh, people have been asking for an all Goggins episode, mm-hmm. a retrospective. I think people wanted all the Goggins songs in one place. Uh, yeah,
1: they wanted it to be over. <laughs>
2: So they, uh, so so uh, Brian, uh, Brian, uh, by the way, who's been doing just a fucking bang up job making sure this show gets made during uh, yeah. during the quarantine.
1: <laughs> I know uh, I have made it very difficult for him.
2: <laughs> so Brian, yeah, so Brian put together uh, all the Goggins songs, some B sides, <laughs> some stuff you haven't heard yet, mm-hmm. and uh, we did a little listening cocktail party with uh, Dan and Stu from the Flop House, and it was so much fun. So yeah, if you want to uh, take a trip through the the, the world I like, of I like early Goggins. Yeah,
3: know, sure. You know, yeah. before <laughs> right. it got
2: too commercial. Yeah. When I it was hear like you. just Major about league the league sequel he's in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, back when he was back when he was playing
1: Gilman Street.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you like an all ages show for Goggins.
2: Sure. No alcohol, no drugs, no racism.
1: Just Goggins and DIY, Rancid.
2: DIY DIY
1: MaximumFun.org slash join. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Moore's boy detective. Nick, repeat. Adams. So we're going to take some calls here in a second. But first, we do have a message for Paul from Robert up on the Jumbotron. It says, Happy birthday, brother. Figured I'd give a shout out on your favorite podcast to make up for when mom forgets to call you again. Uh, uh, I did not even know uh, until recently that other people's family members called them on their birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that Paul, I'm glad Paul's looking out for, for his brother, Robert. What a, what a lovely sentiment. Um yeah. The only thing is uh, I do want to let Robert know that Paul's favorite podcast is History of Rome. So <laughs> it's just kind of embarrassing that this would be, they don't have a Jumbotron thing, but that's true. Just so he knows.
2: Yeah. I'm happy to be
1: second, second fave mm-hmm. though. Uh, if you want to get up on the Jumbotron, it's maximumfunorg slash Jumbotron. But if something momentous happens to you, we want you to call us at two zero six nine eight four four fun or just send us a voice memo at jjgo at org. Here is one such momentous occasion.
0: Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and I'm going to get one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. This is Sam calling from somewhere in the middle of California. I just wanted to share my momentous occasion, which is that I just finished a backpacking trip and I smell so bad that the bear that I saw ran away from me instead of me running away from it. That's all. Uh, I hope you're doing well and staying safe in quarantine. Smell you later, goobers.
1: Wow, <laughs> really okay. went out strong there
2: Yeah, dude, I, th- I like I liked that vibe The next time you're calling it a momentous occasion Insult us at the end
1: Yeah, I mean, if you <laughs> took down a bear, you've earned it
3: Negging your podcast host. I also like how he just said I'm just somewhere in the middle of California <laughs> He's keeping it mysterious Am I in Fresno? Chico? Am I in
2: Visalia? <laughs> who, who knows? <laughs> Could be Bakersfield, you'll <laughs> never know
0: <laughs>
2: Very cagey Yeah, I like that Is it possible that the bear just ran away because he was making himself big? Mm. Or is that mountain lions? I think both. Mm. Yeah. So don't listen. Don't use this podcast as an advice about what to do in case of bear attacks. Look into that. Consult your... Look, if
3: it's a if the if it's a bear is attacking you, you got just as good of a chance using our advice as you do true. whatever
1: the recommended. <laughs> I feel like Go the only it. the only bear that Jordan Jesse goes advice would work on is possibly Bob Mould. Mm, mm, sure, <laughs> I feel like maybe with with Bob, you know, maybe I don't know. Uh, let's take another call.
0: Hi, uh, this is Andy, and I heard on the on a recent episode a discussion of what Wallace Shawn is like, and I have a story about what Wallace Shawn is like that I would like to share with you. Uh, I have an MFA in playwriting, and as part of my uh, graduate study, we were encouraged in our third year to pick a playwright we admired to sort of be our mentor for our thesis production. And I reached out to Wallace Shawn. I sent him an email, uh, and he res- responded saying that uh, – he uh, is not a nice person, and he uses up all of his available emotional energy, being a halfway decent partner to, uh, to Deborah Eisenberg, and therefore had none left over to mentor young writers, uh, but he wished me luck. <laughs> uh, I later that year saw him at a production of one of his plays, I said I liked it, and he said, oh, thank you, love
1: the show. <laughs> So basically Wallace Shawn's the greatest person ever.
2: Yeah. Yeah, sure. Love <laughs> the honesty. Love is, the honesty. What a thrill. Love love <laughs> what a thrill. <laughs> I bet he has his own stationery too. I bet he got that letter on a on a, a nice piece of uh, personalized stationery. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wally Dubs. Wait. Debbie Shawn's.
2: is Not one of the names of those rapid frogs. <laughs>
3: Yeah, if he had just finished the letter of like, me mentoring you would be inconceivable. Yours always, Waddish. <laughs> uh.
2: Just you gotta give him a little something. You gotta give him a little something. You gotta get, yeah, they, they know what, <laughs> he knows what people wanna hear. Yeah. Play the hits. Yeah, no, no new shit, Wallace. <laughs> no new shit, WD. <laughs> we came here to hear inconceivable. Yeah. No shit from my dinner with Andre. Yeah. Uh, Brian also sent us a, a, an overseen. A, um, a, spotted, a A listener spotted a listener spotted a. I don't know if this was in New York, but the car has New York plates. A car with the personalized plate "Waluigi" oh. with one, <laughs> yes, instead of eyes. <laughs> "Wah." It uh, and I'm just. I just want to say if you if you're in the New York area and you see this car, uh, hit it with a turtle shell. <laughs> The, he'll get it. He'll get it. He'll be shocked at first, like, "Oh, what the fuck just hit my window?" And then he'll go, like, "Oh, it was a turtle shell. Yeah. That's funny."
1: He'll be upset that his car is spinning 360 degrees over and over.
3: Yeah, right. I just picture some like 75-year-old guy named Luigi who's originally from Washington state, just driving <laughs> around New York every 20 something, 30 something he sees is like honking their horns at him, waving
1: like wow. a madman. That actually, I don't know if you knew this, Nick, I don't know how much Nintendo lore you know, but that is pretty close to the origin story of Waluigi. <laughs> Right. He was an Italian guy from Seattle named Luigi who turned evil when the Sonics left town. Yeah. And he's like, I never got to see Kevin Durant at his peak. <laughs> I bought the rookie jersey and everything and they move him out of town. Yeah. It's tough times. Tough times in Washington State there without Kevin Durant. Okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go.
0: La. La, la.
1: It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris Boy, Detective Nick Waluigi
2: Adams. <laughs> Are you yeah, you're, you're the evil Nick Adams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's one of my go-tos in uh Mario Kart. So, oh, so yeah. comfortable. What is it's his solid. I guess I have not I have not played? The most recent Mario Kart. What are Waluigi's attributes in Mario Kart? Is he like good handling? Is he speed? What are what are? Why choose him? I guess is my question.
3: My Mario Kart eight experience is twenty minute in increments so that my children will leave me alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I play it and I don't ask any questions and then I'm done. So I don't know any of any of the details. So it's a cosmetic choice. Yes, to choose yes, Waluigi. Yes, okay.
2: Yes, no, I mean, that's a that's a perfectly fine reason to choose Waluigi, I think. He's got a snazzy outfit.
1: Yeah. He's got that crazy pointy mustache, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah. He looks great. <laughs> he looks like he uh, owns an all-cassette tape record store. <laughs>
3: <laughs> in, like, one of the neighborhoods in Northeast LA that I am convinced they're making up. Like, <laughs> When I moved here, there was three neighborhoods over there. Now, every time I hear about a new restaurant, it's in a different El Sereno. Oh, that's yeah. not a real neighborhood. Stop it. That's
2: not real. Have you have you got the hot chicken sandwich in Washburg? <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> no, it go I
2: haven't. It. It's a pop-up thing. They're only yeah. there Tuesday, Thursday, <laughs> and part of Sunday. Uh, that's a good thing to end
1: on, right? Yeah, <laughs> local we,
0: jokes? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <Nick, Like, laughs> Hyper local that even if you like live in the valley, you have no idea what the fuck we're talking about nick quick do some north carolina mini golf material bring the audience back
1: bring the audience back also nick bring herman's head back (laughs) who here's been to burlington recently huh guys
2: (laughs) you know this motherfucker has
1: they
3: they got more than a co-factory bitches
2: (laughs) was that the uh was that the line that always got you your free slice of pie at the marie calendar's stand-up venue
3: that was my big closer
2: yeah. Um, hey, uh, one last thank you to the good people who go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Uh, Jesse, there's a lot of cool, like, Max MaxFun stuff going on this week. What is there
1: anything in particular people should look out for? People should check out the schedule at MaximumFun.org because we have a four-charity live streaming event every week during the drive. Uh, we had an awesome... Uh, it's like we got tri- we got trivia night with uh with Hodgman and Chuck Bryant uh kicking things off is gonna be gr- it's gonna be really fun we're doing all kinds of really great stuff just to show our appreciation for uh, the literally thousands of people who keep our lights on at maximum fun and, and have done s- through this whole uh, awful ordeal that we're all going through um I- i'm I'm very very grateful to every single one of of you and uh uh, so Jordan. It, it means a lot to us. And, and, uh, and again, like, I want to be really clear. We know there's a lot of people out there who are really struggling and, and, uh, our hearts are with you. Um, uh, this too shall pass and, um, uh, we're not, we're not asking you to go to maximumfund.org slash join, but if you do have the means, we're very grateful if you can. Um, so we want to thank everybody who supports the show in in every way, not just folks who support it with money. Um, it's really it's really why we can why we can do it and why we've been able to do it for these thirteen years or whatever it is since I mean roughly since like since dire wolves roamed the earth.
2: <laughs> right. Yes. From the from the Triassic onward. Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah um yeah thank you so so much it it's it's awesome and it is a it is a weird time to be asking for money. I think, like Jesse says, there's like a lot of organizations that could use your spare cash these days, and yeah, we encourage you to you know give to whoever needs it most but um but yeah, we really like appreciate people who find a couple extra bucks for max fun it's awesome it's you know. It's not just the hosts, it's everybody who makes sure that the podcasts get out every week, you know. So yeah, it's it, it, it's really, really awesome. It's and, and uh and if you do have a couple extra bucks uh for Max Fund, we boy, we really appreciate it. And uh and yeah, and hopefully you have a lot of fun with that bonus content. It was fun to make for sure.
1: Yeah, you know, I also wanted to speaking of charity, thank everybody um, who gave to swords to plowshares in, uh, in memory of my dad or in, or in recognition of my dad, I I got an email from the folks at swords and they said, just, just for folks who, you know, filled out the, (laughs) filled out the box that says, what is this for? Uh, they, they raised about $10,000. It's going to go directly to services to veterans. And, um, uh, I just, it means a lot. To, it means a lot to me and and means a lot to my family. So, uh, thanks. Thanks on that front too. Uh, we, we've gotten so much support in so many ways and, uh, uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so. Brian Sonny D. Fernandez is our producer on the program. Nick Repeat Adams has been our guest on the show. You can find us on Reddit, .reddit MaximumFun.reddit.com. You can find us on Facebook in the Maximum Fun group. And by liking Jordan, Jesse Go. you can follow us on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris and at Jesse Thorne. Jordan is hosting Bullseye uh, some more this past week. Uh, uh, He did a great hardcore interview for all you punk rockers out there. Uh, you know, all you, all you punk rockers with Nintendos.
2: <laughs> Out there in those mosh pits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's a ton of fun. I got to talk to, uh, uh, the band Trash Talk and, uh, the actor Rose Byrne. Uh, yeah, mm. quite the, uh, quite the week on Bullseye. Uh, d- disparate, but hopefully not unenjoyably so.
1: Rose is a real classic, good and everything. Always oh, absolutely. good, absolutely good and everything. So so funny, so funny. How does she get so funny when she's so good looking? It's very confusing.
3: We hate those seriousness, the seriouses that can also be funny. It's very frustrating.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like it's effective to to deliver a funny line honestly and with gravitas.
1: Mm-hmm. I know. Whatever. Uh, You did. And by the way, a lot of people were worried that you might not have asked her about her work in the Star Wars prequels. Yes. And you you did ask her about that. So don't worry, everyone. Yeah, we basically talk about... It's
2: basically all Attack of the Clones talk. And then at the very end, I let her plug that Jon Stewart movie or whatever. But yeah, it's mostly talk about... um, Oh, shit, fuck. What are some prequels characters? Uh, <laughs> Wano! Uh, Fudu Malsnati. Um, yes, Fudu Malsnati. Flip Spiceland. Oh, Yes, Flip Spiceland. Oh, Plo no. Koon. Master Plo Koon. We talk yes. a lot about what it was like to work with Plo Koon. Blue-eyed Rosencrantz.
1: <laughs> Flip Spiceland <laughs> used to fill in for Alan Thick on Thick of the Night. <laughs>
2: Man, I, we, got a new, we got a new game. Jordan Jesse goes, fake prequel characters. <laughs> <laughs> Quimp Wuston.
1: <laughs> Man, can I just offer up my new favorite San Francisco giant, uh, third string catcher Chadwick Tromp?
2: Oh yeah. Um, Trump. That's a good Shout one. Shout
1: out Chadwick Trump.
2: Hey, if if you're out there, draw the draw the fake prequel characters we just mentioned. What do they look yeah. like? Yeah, maybe maybe pitch a whole movie based on them.
1: I don't know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I have already got I'm already, already out there with my uh mm. my zoom pitch for Chadwick Trump a Star Wars tale. Mm, sure.
3: Put a fucking Hemsworth in this bad boy and then you know, it's a go picture.
1: And yeah, I mean
2: and I think um you know, I mean, I think, and I think Star Wars fans will embrace these movies because they love a curveball. They love. Also,
3: will consume stuff that sucks.
2: <laughs> we know they also like the good
3: ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they will rewatch the good ones from twenty years ago. Yes, they will. <laughs> I okay. kid, I kid. I'm kidding, people. Come on, Some of we all love
1: Ploucun. <laughs> MaximumFun.org slash join and we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Jessica.
3: Stay safe, everybody.
2: MaximumFun.org
3: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
1: Audience supported.